episode 46 of the Mars Hill Sports Podcast is here. We have new cover art done by our visual editor, Rachel Wagner. It looks so good. So thank you, Rachel. We are so happy to have such a talented visual team here on Mars Hill as we dive into the new school year. Today on our episode, Luke and I had our serial rankings we talked about ice cream flavors, we dove into the NBA, and all the madness that is taking place there. We also introduced a new segment called our $1 Parlay, where we put down $1 on a mad 10-game NFL parlay. We're going to be doing this every week. It was a little bit rushed today. Luke had places to go, so we will have that cleaned up for next week's episode. We're happy to be back. Enjoy this episode before we segue over though check out the timestamps for whatever you are here to listen for hopefully the whole episode though enjoy ladies and gentlemen it has been a while we are back, Luke. It's good seeing you again. It's good seeing you too, man. Yeah. I'm pumped for this. Uh, Marcel's been really fun so far this year, and the team's looking really good. You love to hear that. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, we got a, a super fun episode coming for you guys today. Uh, we also got a couple. We got we got a new segment coming for you, so Very. stay tuned for that. Yeah. Um, before we get into anything, make sure you check out the timestamps and you check out our episode and that is in our episode description. So you just go hit that up. You can find timing for all of the things that you might be here at this amazing podcast for. Mm-hmm. Right, Luke? Yeah. You tell Best tell podcast them. out there. Best podcast out there. Yeah, I gotta plug it. Yeah. Bill Simmons has nothing on us. So no. um anyways. <laughs> We are going to get right into things. Uh, worst of the week. Do you have anything? Let's see. I mean, at the top of my at the top of my head this morning, I uh, got this new blender. Shout out to my mom. She was able to pick that up for me and drop Shout it out, off mom. Uh, yesterday. And so it's a new blender. It's pretty heavy duty. It's a professional like ninja thing. Oh, it's, the ninjas are nice. Yeah, it's yeah. heavy duty. And so, like, I was just, like, cleaning it off because I didn't want, like, it smelling like plastic anymore. So I was just, like, washing it. And I cut my thumb on the blades. And it was, like, it wasn't, like, a bad cut or anything. Like, it stopped bleeding. It's just you can kind of see it. Oh, it's, like, there's, like, a line on my skin. And so then I'm, I was, like, okay, like, I, I'm going to have to head over to the canvas to record this podcast. And I pick up my nice Franken oak pants. And I get blood on them. I just end up being a goof and Dude. swipe my thumb on them and then I had to go and wash them and uh, soak them in cold water and got the hand soap going I think I got all of it out so uh, I'm happy about that but just getting blood on my pants and being late for this podcast yeah was that's, kind of, was kind of an L that's a tough bounce I mean I was late today too actually we uh we were both lacking yeah we caught right. each other lacking yeah my worst of the week uh Wednesday morning I I'm I have a golf I'm taking a golf activity credit here at Trinity Western and uh, 
I love golf. Golf's the best game in the world. This has nothing to do with golf. I had a great golf class when I showed up. But here's the problem. My room has these like shelves that are drilled into the wall and I stand up uh, to go grab something from this shelf, but I have to stand on like a chair to get up to it. Like mm. just cause convenience, you know, I got to look, see my field that I'm trying to find something in. My brother's still sleeping in the room. So I got to be conscious of him. Don't want to wake him up, but I put my hand on this and the shelf just gives out. And it's like drilled oh, no. right into the wall. And there's tons of stuff on this shelf. My mic is on this shelf. I'm like, oh boy, like <laughs> this is heat. So I'm just standing there holding it like this. Yeah. If you can't see me, which I know you can't, but I'm just going to say that for comedic purpose. I'm holding this shelf like right. I'm holding, like I would be holding a big old tuna that I caught and I don't even fish. So I'm, I'm standing there awkwardly. I'm like, Andrew, like whispering to my brother, I'm like, help, please. <laughs> and he's like, what are you doing? You're such an idiot. Like, it, like just gives it to me. I'm like, I feel bad, but it's also like, it just sucks. Like it's just a, cr- such a crappy crap. It's a crappy way. Can't say what I want to say. But How heavy was the shelf? It wasn't too heavy, but like, I mean, I mean, I was standing there for two minutes holding yeah. it, right? So it's like, oh, this is getting pretty tiring. Plus, if you're like stretching all the way out, yeah, like, it was, everything's like, just going to be heavy. Everything, yeah, yeah, all the way out. So every ounce of my very long limbs were, were being used. So yeah, that's, that's definitely my worst of the week. I showed up yeah. to golf class late and yeah, I was pretty upset with myself. But I also felt like it wasn't my fault at the same time. You know, it's yeah. like one of those situations. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my Wednesday morning, and that is the worst of the week. Golf was great, though. Love golf. What, how, what's the structure of the golf activity course? Basically, at the driving range, our uh, our instructor runs us through, like, ways we can improve our swing. Right now, it's a lot of fundamentals. So, okay. uh, literally, just, like, stance, ball position in your stance, uh, wow. yeah like where you want to contact the ball on your club face like it's very basic at this moment like nothing golf youtube hasn't taught me but it's still really like valuable to yeah. go through like the basics and stuff so it's yeah probably more experiential like that i would say so but at the same time it's like I'm, i mean i started golf pretty much this summer and it's just yeah. reps right like reps yeah. are always gonna help yeah so yeah it's 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 good though like i enjoy the class a lot it's worth taking if you like golf and like here's the thing is the instructor is going to be better than like jonathan wigner like he i think he still plays a little bit of professional like in like north american more canada scene um right but he he knows his stuff he's gonna teach you a lot whether you're shooting 120 or 72 okay so it's worth I, I, w- I will say that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah, no, it's a great great course. I, I've enjoyed it a lot. So, yeah. Anyways, um, let's move off of our worst of the week, and let's talk about the zero rankings. Yes, sir. What do you got for us, Luke? Uh, today, this week, we're going to be focusing on kind of a classic. I think one we've kind of put off, um, but it's generally like a great icebreaker question. It's 
what's your favorite ice cream flavor? So today, Tyler and of I course. are going to be breaking down our top three favorite ice cream flavors. Yeah, so we will. And uh, uh, I'm disclaimer, like I do like ice cream, but yeah. it's not like something that I'm like. Some people are like obsessive over it. I'm not one of those people. And I don't yeah. see you as one of those people. No, I'm no. lactose intolerant as well, so I got to pick my battles. Right? When I can. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like this has to be something that's really, like, this has to be really good yeah. for you to like be like, yeah, I'm, I'm in for this. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I can, I can kick us off here. Okay, sounds yeah. good. I'm gonna start, and I, I'm totally willing to get flamed for this. I love raspberries. And I think raspberry sorbet yeah. is a great tasting ice cream. Hey, if we classify sorbet as that. If not, I'm going to slide my honorable mention, which is like the Reese's peanut butter cup ice cream. Okay. That stuff kills. As you know, as, as you may notice, uh, Reese's peanut butter flavored things <laughs> yeah. are really, they're, they're a bit of a theme on this podcast in our cereal rankings. As they should be. They, they should be, yeah. Reese just they has don't the miss. business model. They don't of- miss. We always say this. Yeah. They don't miss. Reese doesn't yeah. miss. So I've yet to find anything in which Reese. They've misses, never so. done anything bad. Yeah. Shout out to all the Reeses out there. Yeah. By the way. Shout out. You guys are killing it. Yeah. Thank you for um, years of enjoyment mm-hmm. and more and more to come. Yeah. More to come. Cheers. That's a bubbly cheers. <laughs> Anyways. Carry on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Raspberry sorbet. It's great. That's a good show. That's number three. Yeah. It's it's tasty. I like that you get the little seeds in it. Some people are okay. like, I hate that. But I think that's a really... Yeah, I think I'm not it, a it's fan fun. of the seeds. I'm I think not, it's fun. I yeah. feel, it makes me feel like I'm actually eating berries. And it's I love a, eating berries. It's a very summertime. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. I would... Like, you're a psycho if you're... <laughs> yeah. You're actually a psycho if you're eating raspberry sorbet in the winter. Yeah. But, like, dude, I was in, I was in Whistler this summer, and I was at an ice cream shop uh, with my girlfriend and some some people in my family and uh we like i got i got this raspberry sorbet i'm walking around whistler weather's nice i'm like man this is this is hitting the spot right yeah, now this like is, it's a vibe it's a vibe yeah that's awesome to hear yeah 100 yeah. percent. so uh, i don't disagree with the raspberry too. okay yeah. okay yeah i think raspberries are just like the best berry yeah yeah i think that's like actually pretty commonly held the other day though i did have a really good strawberry yeah so you never know but what's your uh, what's your third? What do you got? My for number me? three. So I'm on a similar track as you. I'm not going ice cream, ice cream. I'm going gelato this time. Um, very. I never know the difference. Uh, I think I think gelato is more fat. Sorbet is like not. Yeah, sorbet. It's like feels like it's just ice and berries yeah. in it. But is is gelato like more milk? Like yeah. is it more? It's more like. Okay. Sorbet just is just the... I'm surprised you're tossing gelato in this because yeah. you're lactose, man. I know. I don't have any sorbet because, yeah, like there's good sorbets, but honestly, if you give me gelato or sorbet, I'm going gelato. Okay. Yeah. That's, um, I think I don't think that's ridiculous. Yeah. This is kind of my like classic go-to. Um, and honestly, sorry, I'll just get to the flavor. Mango. Mango? Okay. Yeah, mango so gelato. mango gelato. Yeah. Very okay. basic, but like almost every vacation I'm on. And we go to an ice cream shop. I'm getting mango. As basic as that is, uh, it reminds me of Florida. It reminds me of LA. What if you're in like Russia? What would I get? Um, um hmm, probably moose tracks. You think so? Yeah, something. Huh. I don't know. 
probably more chocolate. Huh. I'm not, I don't know. Yeah. I um, feel like I don't know. I don't know what I would get if I were in Russia. What kind of flavors do they have in Russia? I don't know. I've never been to Russia, but that was a complete hypothetical. Like I go to Italy. I've been to Italy a fair amount throughout my life because yeah. my mom's side of the family lives there. Um and I get there's so many good flavors. There's um mm-hmm. You know what's good? Small doses, Nutella flavored ice cream. Oh. There's also Nutella flavored everything in Italy. So Nice. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a bit of like a a bit more of a like obviously Italy I think takes the cake for most Nutella flavored things, but I think that's actually a big thing in Europe. Yeah. Um, I would, I it, it's a lot bigger internationally than yeah. here. So. Yeah, different. I mean, Russian ice cream flavors is kind of similar to us. Um, lots of vanilla creme brulee, uh, different nuts, caramel chocolate, different fruits. So it's pretty, pretty normal, I'd say. Um, but I, with that, I'd probably go moose tracks in Russia. Moose tracks in Russia. Okay. Fair. Um, so that's your number three mango gelato. I think that's a good call. I actually do. Some people are polarized on mango flavor things because it doesn't really taste like actual mangoes. Yeah. But I still think it's good. Yeah. So I'll give you that one. Good work, Luke. Um, number two. I'm going pretty specific here. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a a McFlurry from McDonald's. Okay. But this is a an Oreo McFlurry. I'm loyal to the Oreo McFlurry yeah. game. That's all I really gotta say. Oreo McFlurries are just they they're the pinnacle McFlurry in my opinion. Yeah. Every once in a while, I get a little bit frisky, and I throw in a, car- a shot of caramel. Mm. Yeah, that's a that mixes it, mixes it it's, up. Yeah, it's a good it's a good mix up. You can't do it too much because that extra seventy five cents or whatever it is, it it'll add up. Yeah, but uh, I do love I do love me a McFlurry. I don't remember the last time I like went to McDonald's specifically for a McFlurry. Yeah, but think about the amount of times you've gone to McDonald's, you got a McDouble, and you're like, oh man. I could use McFlurry too, yeah. right? Like that's totally. what the McFlurry is. And I would also classify chocolate milkshakes from McDonald's in that same breath of like, like you go get a burger mm-hmm. and some fries from McDonald's and you're like, oh, well, of course I need dessert. Yeah. And then the milkshake, the chocolate milkshakes from McDonald's are spectacular. Yeah. So. I'd say for me, like milkshakes are just, I, uh, I can't do them. Really? Yeah, I guess yeah, you're so. It's, it's like that's it's like just I feel much. like that's the pinnacle of what a lactose intolerant person shouldn't have. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, I would that's probably. It. It's milk and more milk. Yeah. With a little bit of milk on top. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I yeah, I just can't. Like I love milkshakes, and usually like when my friends or like when my parents order milkshakes and they bring out that silver canister, I'll have that, mm. and that's about it. Right. And then that's my that's my milkshake fix. Right. Um, okay. Anyways, my number two. So I didn't know we were going from like chain restaurants. So like like Blizzard's, McFlurry's, all yeah, that. Yeah, you can go whatever you want. Okay. Um, but you know what? I'll just keep it straight. I'll just keep to the ice cream flavors. Um, straight up. Yeah. Number two is the Haagen-Dazs coffee flavored ice cream. That coffee is, crunch? No, it's just straight coffee. Doesn't it's it have like, like the little like bean things on top though? They're no. like, oh, okay. I feel like I feel like I've had that before, and that's yeah. really good too. Like you know, like the little tubs of like Haagen Dazs that mm-hmm. they sell in the bookstore. Of course, yeah. of course. There's that's like a, that's a dorm classic. Room. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's just coffee. Yeah, 
and it's it's so good. Um, it's like the best coffee. It's the best iced coffee you'll ever have. Yeah, because and it comes tasty. in the form of edible. Yeah, coffee. Exactly. Amazing. And I I love it. You know, this this summer I had quite a few of those. I enjoyed myself. Um, in the dorms, I would splash the flex oh, yeah. dollars a little bit. I was all all like that's where the majority of my flex dollars went mm-hmm. because. And and lower calf pizza. Yeah, those are like the we still got to do. Luke and I are gonna be doing a like Sodexo episode. Yeah, like a, a a cereal rankings like top five things you can get from Sodexo. Yeah, that's that's one cereal ranking I'm really excited for because I'm actually pretty passionate about some of these. Yeah. I think people are too hard on Sodexo sometimes. Yeah, there are some gems within there Sodexo. Are. Like I actually I I would say I. At the end of the day, I don't mind the calf at all. No, no, it's there. I think I think there's too much hate on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way too much. I think for like me not being a picky eater, it took me about a week, like right. some, like coming to Trinity, like to get adjusted to the calf. Yeah, I would say that's the same. And yeah. we d- we fought through this together. Yeah. we didn't know it, but we did. Yeah, there's like a bit of an adjustment period. Yeah, incoming with, class of 2017, calf, so. right? Yeah, exactly. That's us. Mm-hmm. That's all us. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that serial ranking still. So That'll stay, be a really good tuned. one. Yeah, stay tuned. Probably, possibly next episode. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I so Hagen Dust coffee. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good call. Yeah, it's a great dorm snack. It is because you just roll roll back to in my case six up. Yeah. Crush a quick Hagen Dust coffee ice cream. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Can I can I go now? Yeah. Oh, actually, I got a quick story about. Yeah. Hagen-Dazs no, go well. go for so, it. So my second year RA, Jacob Chisholm. One of the best guys I've met. He, what he would do for his like kind of nighttime routine is uh, he would walk over to to the bookstore calf, pick up a, a different haagen flavor, and he'd come back to the dorm 1H, and I was there like working on homework, playing Smash Bros or something like that, and I was, and then he would start eating them, and I'd be like, hey, Jacob, you know, if you don't want to eat that whole thing in one sitting, you know, just give me like one bite, and then you can't say that you ate the whole thing in one sitting because i i had a bite and he's like okay that's a that's a pretty good idea so i get like a spoonful out of it he eats the whole thing and very quickly (laughs) and then about 20 minutes later he stretches out his arms and he's like "Ah, i'm pretty tired and it's about 9 (laughs) p.m and he goes and crawls into bed and that was good night jacob did he brush his teeth yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, you'd see him Cause, go to the Because that's, that's rock bottom if he doesn't brush yeah, his teeth no, after that, hey? No, he's better than that. But I'll, I'll always remember his little nighttime routines. It was fantastic. That's adorable. Yeah. It's it's all, like those, those are the kind of things you're just like, that's just cute. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, shout out Jacob Chisholm. Yeah. Luke's former RA. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Anyways, uh, what do I got now? Yeah. Okay. So segueing from from Luke's number two pick, yeah, that is something that you would find at the books or calf a lot of the time, mm-hmm. because, and and I would say is probably the number two, maybe number three option for most people. Yeah. But let me tell you this: what's the first thing that most people walk to the bookstore calf freezer for of Hagen Dazs variety? Think of think of ice cream flavors. Yeah, because I'm just trying to visualize. Yeah, yeah, yeah visualize. Because yeah, yeah. I did a bit of surveying, 
as okay, well. Yeah. What's your favorite Haagen-Dazs flavor? It's not just Haagen-Dazs, too. Like, this is, like, universal for me. I, if I go to DQ, I'm getting this Blizzard. If I go to any, okay. like, place for ice cream, I'm going this. You got five seconds. Five. I'd go just four, plain chocolate. Three. That is so wrong. I'm, uh, I <laughs> detest plain chocolate ice cream. Fair. Also, one thing, McDonald's needs to bring back the squirrel ice cream cone. When it when they had the hybrid vanilla yeah. and chocolate, that that's the best. That's a that was such the pinnacle. Combo. Yeah. Anyways, um, cookie dough. I'm so loyal to cookie dough ice cream. It's disgusting. Like okay, the cookie dough bits. I am a I am a truther in the fact that I think cookie dough is better than the actual cookie. You throw that in a load of milk and. Icy goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. You got cookie dough ice cream and you got a happy Tyler Jones. So, cookie dough blizzards from Dairy Queen. My goodness. Okay. Make it stop. It's too good. <laughs> Hagen Doss. That was like, like me and my roommates, we would like stock up on the cookie dough flavor if we were like, oh, like, like we would like survey it and then it was like, there were times when we'd be like, no, not worth spending the flex dollars on this ice cream. Yeah. But there was one time they had just stocked up the cookie dough. I yeah. literally grabbed four. I grabbed four. Threw okay. them in my freezer. Okay. Yeah. And bingo. What do I got? Cookie dough ice cream for two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So I was chilling. And like, that that was that was the best. That was the pinnacle of my dorm experience. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The thing about that, I think that's kind of a collectible flavor i've i've actually never seen cookie dough haagen oh, flavor that's very rare because out of the surveying i did what i can remember the two most popular flavors when i asked people was was plain chocolate and the white chocolate raspberry truffle that's no, good that's actually yeah, not bad either yeah. yeah that's really good hey i love a good plain chocolate Haagen-Dazs i, I, I don't really i don't mess well. with it haagen does it really well right i'll dabble in it Okay. I'm not obsessed with it. Yeah, yeah, like I don't, I don't like. I'm not gonna belittle you yeah. for that choice because yeah. I understand that some people are just like. I actually just like chocolate flavored things, and yeah. I love chocolate. I'm actually not a huge chocolate guy. Okay. Yeah. yeah neither like, am I. Like but... I'm like a like I'm a I'm a savory over sweet kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, and if I'm going to like, if I'm gonna go get something mm-hmm. that is candy, I'm not gonna get chocolate. I'm gonna get gummies. Okay. Unless it's a big turkey. Um, so, and Big Turks are barely chocolate. Yeah. It's like a Swedish berry. So. Wrapped in chocolate. Wrapped in chocolate. But like, there's that, the ratio is so off, right? There's so much more chewy goodness. True. On the inside. So, yeah, I'm disgustingly loyal to, I love, I love that you called it a collectible too. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I think, I think you can compare cookie dough to like mango how, or no, just cookie dough to ice cream in general. Some people are just obsessed with it. Yeah. And then other, yeah. like, I'm not like, I like, I like cookie dough, right? I'm, but I'd much rather have the cookie mostly because I don't want to eat raw eggs. Yeah. Well. I, I'll, I'll take the risk. Yeah. I'll take the fine. salmonella risk. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do it. Um, but yeah, I can totally, under, like cookie dough is fantastic. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I just like won't, like I'll have like a couple spoonfuls. I'm like, okay, like I want the cookies now. Um, so I, I told, could, I, I could crush the bowl. Really? Yeah. Okay. I've never done it. We should do that for like a. We should do that. We should just yeah. have a video of like us crushing a bowl of cookie dough. Upload it to our clips channel. Yeah. 
yeah. even though it's not even we should start let's let's start a clips channel yeah that's <laughs> okay cool. anyways um my my number one um yeah again my i feel like my ice cream flavors are very basic um but that's because i just don't really i'm not experienced in the ice cream game yeah no i i wouldn't um, say so that i am either like yeah. i'm not deep into the ice cream game i feel like we could have gotten someone we like this yeah. this would have been a good chance to get like an ice cream maniac yeah on for this year you know any ice cream maniac i i my girlfriend like is a bit of an like i feel like most women love ice cream my, now my my girlfriend is an ice cream fanatic yeah like i feel like girls love ice cream yeah. I, I really respect um emma's taste in in ice cream well like, what's her go-to so her go-to at dairy queen is the fudge brownie extreme Okay, yeah, she's Jamie, like a, Jamie, my girlfriend, Jamie, she would be similar on that. Like, she's like a yeah. Moose Tracks. Like, okay. Moose Tracks is her, like, favorite. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then, so last night, she we went to Dairy Queen, and she decided to get the fudge pecan with made with turtles. I'm like, that's a bit out of the that's ordinary. out there, but yeah, here's that, the thing. Caramel, pecan, chocolate yeah. is a great combo. It is, and so then, I like, I got a, like, I was able to kill it off. Right. It was too much, but... It was fantastic, and I was like, I really respect her ice cream choice. Like, if she were to recommend an ice cream flavor to me, yeah, yeah I'd okay, pick it up. That's fair. Um, but yeah. Anyways, my number one, classic mint chocolate chip. I love it. Yeah, mint chocolate chip is good. Yeah, I feel like I've never had a bad mint chocolate chip either. Sometimes the chocolate chips are a bit lacking, but then I still love the mint flavor. Like it's. It's there, but it's also kind of subtle right. at the same time. Yeah, I feel that. And then the chocolate chips just are able to balance that really yeah. well. And um, it's good in a cone or a cup. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I love it. And I think the best, the best mint chocolate chip I've ever had was uh, outside of Terrace, BC. At this really random. That's so random. Random Like, that could station. be more random. Yeah. Um, it's... Oh, it's called like Kit Manga or something like that. Huh. It's on one of the reservations up north. It's just this plain old gas station. And they just have these big tubs of ice cream. I don't even know what... Why were you there, first of all? So my dad's side is like all like northern BC. Okay. Much. And so we like... My grandparents live in Terrace and then we'd go drive up. And your dad's side is where the indigenous blood is. Yeah. Do your mom's not at all? No. Okay. Je- my mom's 100% Ukrainian. So hmm. everybody's in winnipeg mm-hmm. uh, where most of the ukrainians are is that i didn't know that yeah oh. um yeah so it's pretty crazy and oh it's kidwanga kidwanga okay shout out kidwanga shout out kidwanga yeah some damn good best, mint chocolate yeah, shit okay best mint chocolate shit well ever. i probably shouldn't go i like i shouldn't go on a reserve if it's outside of a reserve I'd love to go. I think it might be on the reserve, but man, I'd recommend it. Okay. If well, we, if you ever end up in at or near Terrace, I'd recommend Kivanga Gas Station. All right. Well, maybe maybe I'll get maybe I'll get someone to like smuggle me some. There you go. So, anyways, uh, I guess that's it. Mint yeah. chocolate chip. Have you ever had a Shamrock Shake? No. Never. We got to try those because I've never had one and I feel like I want to enjoy it with someone who's like a, like a dedicated mint chocolate chip person. Yeah. I've heard really polarized opinions on that. Really? Okay. Yeah. And I feel like they would be good. Like right. I do like mint chocolate chip ice cream. It's not my favorite, but yeah. it's like a top 10. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I will not turn down a bowl. Yeah. So.
Yeah. That's awesome. That's good to hear. Okay, cool. Well, before we get into some sports conversation, we are going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a bit. Mars Hill's first issue is coming out on Wednesday, September 23rd, which is so close. The theme for the issue is titled A World of Color, and this will be a must-read. Our feature article is an interview I held with TWU's chaplain and director of student ministries, Reverend Dr. James Ellis III. Most issues will be delivered online this school year, so follow us on all social media platforms to see. Back to Luke and I for some sports talk. So your Boston Celtics took uh, took another loss last night. They are yeah. down two nothing to the Miami Heat, who have the NBA world buzzing right now. <coughs> and before we get into the Celtics, I want to talk a little bit about just like the story of Jimmy Butler. Yeah. So as we know, like blossoms into a star mm-hmm. over in Chicago, and like things ended have ended sour at every single team he's been at. Yeah. Chicago, Minnesota, Philadelphia, and now we're really seeing him blossom in Miami. And here's yeah. the thing, I've been saying this for a while about Jimmy Butler is I don't think Jimmy Butler is a team cancer. I don't think he's a bad guy in the locker room whatsoever. No. But when we look at all three of those situations, mm-hmm. Chicago. Tom Thibodeau was is an outdated NBA coach. Jimmy did not have that much around him. He had like the twilight years of Joe Kim Noah being good. He had, I mean, I think, I think he might've had like a one year with Derrick Rose, but that was like D Rose ACL D Rose. And like, there was, there was just a lot of, there were, there was a lot of issues going on on that team Mm -hmm. and there wasn't nearly enough support for Jimmy there goes to Minnesota deals with more bad coaching from Tom Thibodeau right and uh I can't tell if he I from what I gather he actually liked Tibbs for a while but he never I don't think they I I I think they kind of they ended very poorly in Minnesota Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns, right. these were like young, what what we would hope to be stars in the making. Obviously, Wiggins has taken a bit of a different path, but Cat is still an outstanding NBA yeah. player, and that cannot be understated. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he has his struggles. He's still young, and we don't really know what that's going to look like in the future. Yeah. But they're, like these are two teams with mentalities that at that time... I don't see them as winning mentalities. And Jimmy no. is a guy who expects a lot. Yeah. Now, goes to Philadelphia. He deals with the most disarrayed NBA roster that a player could deal with. You have Joel Embiid, who's never in shape. Ben Simmons, who can't shoot threes, is a hard worker. I think Ben Simmons is actually a dog. I think yeah. Ben Simmons oh, yeah. is going to be fine going like moving forward in his yeah. career. Do you think Embiid might not be because of his health or I think Embiid might not be because of his health and the fact that like I don't expect Embiid to ever be that guy who shows up to training camp healthy whereas you look at Jimmy Butler Jimmy Butler's coming back every year and it's like oh wow he's in better shape than he was before right so and now and now look at Miami where Eric Spolstra and Jimmy Butler 
And I mean, Bam out of bio, I think Bam was already kind of a dog from what I gather. But like, they have so many guys who are just willing to get out there and work. Yeah. And this is something that more NBA teams need. True. And this is something that Jimmy Butler needed because Jimmy Butler yeah. had to go to all these crappy organizations. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I've... the Bulls haven't been good, really, like, really good since, like, Derrick Rose's MVP yeah. year. And they weren't even, like, they, they like they weren't going to, everyone knew they weren't going to go to the NBA Finals. Yeah. They were going to run into Miami, right? Yeah. Derrick Rose goes down. They mm-hmm. lose to Philadelphia. Boom. That's that's an organization. Toast. Yeah. Minnesota is a nightmare. They've yeah. been a nightmare since as long as I, like, my entire, our entire lives. Yeah. Since uh, they couldn't hold down Kevin, Dur- Kevin Garnett. Couldn't hold they down couldn't down Kevin Love. And Cat... Jimmy Butler, Andrew Wiggins is gone. Yeah. Look at look at I I'm not confident moving forward with D'Lo and Cat as the one two of that offense. I'm no. not. I'm a bit of a D'Lo. I consider myself a D'Lo truther. I I think D'Lo is awesome. Like yeah. he's he's a fun player. Yeah. Uh, I don't see him carrying an NBA team to contention. No. And I think I could see Cat on a winning team. Oh yeah, me. 100%. But like, I don't, I don't think know. he's as much of a game changer as people think though because that's yeah. a bad team. Yeah. Whether he's healthy or not. He has like some of the best stat lines. And yeah. Yeah. He's losing. a bit of a stats guy. Yeah. yeah. They're losing by 14 still. Mm-hmm. You know? Um and I think with that I think Jimmy Butler has one of the most incredible come up stories. Yeah. In NBA history, like coming from like a junior college yeah. to like almost being homeless. I think having that kind of life experience will show up on the court and it has yeah in his work ethic too like he knew like i gotta grind for what i want yeah because jimmy butler is not nearly even he's not even close to the scorer that he was yeah in chicago minnesota or even philly right like he he, he's assumed a different role on that miami team but here's the thing miami has so many guys like, who can go off for 20 on any given night? Look yeah. at Goran Dragic. Yeah, he's really taken a lot of, like, the offensive load, I think. He he has been the yeah. most understated player to the point where now he's a bit, like, he's, like, properly rated yeah. in the bubble. Yeah. Because I, yeah, he's definitely, I think Dragic has kind of flown under the radar, like, almost his whole career, up until now, at least. And it's been awesome seeing him uh, just blossom. In, in his role, especially as a starter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because yeah, he lost that job to Kendrick Nunn yeah, this in the regular year, season. right? But then so. he's kind of... Because Kendrick Nunn was... Fan, like, yeah, he Kendrick, finished third. Or was he yeah, second? Yeah, in, in rookie... In rookie but yeah. I, I think. As in... And he was went undrafted. Yeah. Like, that's Couple like, undrafted guys. Yeah. Couple gems on that team. So... Like, this Miami team... I've, like, said it from the beginning of the season. It, they're one of the most fun teams to watch... Because it's such an interesting dynamic. You have Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, both undrafted guys. They had to work their butts off to get to where they are. And I think this Miami team just works in extremely hard. And it's shown yeah. on the court. And, you know, as a Boston fan, I'm very scared. And yeah, 100%. You should be. Yeah. Two, down 2 nothing. Yeah, and, and I, I said before, Miami, my pick was Miami in the finals. Yeah. And that could be very real. Yeah. Um, they they are playing with so much confidence right now yeah. too, and that's just that's like what you want to see, yeah. right? Like 
you have so many guys who are willing to just like pull trigger yeah. when they see it. Like, oh, dude, totally. Tyler Hero gets the ball yeah. and he is popping. Duncan Robinson yeah. sick hits six threes last yeah. night. No big deal. Like Went Hero is playing like a vet right now. Oh and yeah, hundred percent. And I'm so seeing... is, so is Robinson. So is um, well, I mean, none has really struggled in the bubble, but yeah. Even like you get contribution from Derek Jones Jr. every yeah. once in a while, he'll he'll come out and surprise you. Yeah, like and I'm that's s- like the that's like the last guy who, that's that's the last guy who's coming off the bench for them. Yeah, I'm seeing Jay Crowder popping off, and yeah. I'm like, we should have kept him. And that <laughs> yeah, Jay Crowder, trade, Jay Crowder, that Kyrie trade. But. Jay, Jay Crowder has been great. So yeah. there there is uh, there's been so many like so many signs for me, and I. I said Celtics were going to be taking it all. Sorry, taking it all in the East yeah. before the playoffs started. And this is looking kind of grim. So, like, what yeah. do you see as, like, the Celtics' answer? I was listening to Bill Simmons this morning, yeah. and he did say that it does look like they are missing Gordon Hayward because there is an element yeah. of stagnancy in the offense, and Gordon yeah. Hayward is arguably the best facilitator on that team. He's a great passer. Yeah. And yeah. – I think that does open up the offense a lot yeah. because there it, it, there comes a certain time in Celtics games these days where Jason Tatum is expected to just hit something crazy and Jalen Brown can create his own shot. Yeah. I'm not denying that, but not to the degree that Tatum can. Mm-hmm. Kemba Walker has been so up and down. Yeah, this, I feel like the, almost the whole bubble. I feel like Kemba's been pretty up and down. So up and down. I yeah. think he's actually been one of the most disappointing players in the playoffs so far. Yeah. So, um, as for like, because I know game one, we were we were attacking Bam in the paint too much. Like, why are we trying to attack one of the best post defenders in the league? I mean, second best next to Kyle Lowry, in my opinion just of how many charges he draws. But we Kemba should not be I can't I can't like I'm not Brad Stevens, but I mean we shouldn't be attacking Bam in the paint. Like if anything, we should probably be trying to get Bam out to the perimeter a bit more. He is um, really good on the switch though, so that yeah, is exactly. a problem. So like Bam like Bam for Depoy, in my yeah. opinion, like he should have won it this year. That's that's yeah. my perspective. I I don't think Giannis should have won it. I think Giannis does alter the landscape a lot, especially yeah. on that amazing Bucks defense this past year, uh, at yeah. least in the regular season. But I thought Bam really, and he shines when he needs to shine the most. I mean, we saw that block he had on Jason Tatum to win the game. It's a yeah. game-winning block. I uh, watched this YouTube video by this NBA YouTuber called A Funky Diabetic. Okay. And the title of that video was, Bam out of bio block Jason Tatum and my happiness. And that's, I really resonate with that. Is he a Celtics fan? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it I, all makes sense now. Yeah. I really like, I really like his takes. Um, and he tries to stay like as unbiased as he can. But I think we're, we're running too much ISOs, especially like later on. Like the third quarter killed us. Isn't that what game. the nature of the NBA is these days to a certain extent though? I think like down the stretch, you kind of expect that. Yeah. Like, and you do, like the Celtics do have. Jason Tatum, who might be one of the best guys to have in that yeah. kind of situation. I mean, yeah. he can shake defenders in so many ways. He can shoot. He's big. He can yeah. shoot over guys. Yeah. Like, I mean, you get, let's say, you get you you find Goran Dragic on the switch. Jason mm-hmm. Tatum, he can shoot over him. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. There's there's so much up in the air. Yeah. In, for the Celtics, 
And I'm not saying they can't bring it back, but no. just seeing this Miami team, how much confidence they're playing with, yeah. and how easily they dismantled the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm scared if I'm a Celtics fan. No, like, I'm, I think this, I'm very scared. I think this Heat team is for real, and yeah. everyone's starting to realize that now. Like, oh, yeah. the Miami Heat are really damn good. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the Celtics. I mean, I feel like they're like as a whole team, they've been a bit up and down, like especially with their shooting. Like we saw in Game Seven against Toronto, they shot like 25 percent from three, and it should have been. I think, in my opinion, it really should have been a blowout because of how right. many times Toronto turned the ball over. But we just like weren't capitalizing, and those were getting, and we were getting really good looks. And I yeah. think, and part of that is because Raptors defense is so good yeah. on rotations. Yeah. And I mean, there's tons of guys interior who can defend really mm-hmm. well too. So yeah, I think I feel like Jalen Brown also has been a bit not as involved as he should be on on the offensive end. And I don't know if it's because he's been putting a lot of his energy output on the defensive end, just guarding. Because I mean, I'm not too sure he's who he's been guarding this series. I've been Jason Tatum. No, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown has kind of been. I mean, he generally is all over the place. Yeah. Uh, generally, you'll find Jalen Brown when Tice is on the court. Because yeah. Jalen Brown basically will be acting as like the three or the four. Yeah. Him and Marcus Smart are a bit more interchangeable. Even Jason Tatum mm-hmm. uh, can step up. But uh, he's kind of being like a bit of Jay Crowder, a bit of Jimmy Butler, a bit of... uh, I I don't know. Have I seen him on BAM? I don't think as much. No. Every once in a while, I think that's just like a force of switch kind of thing. But Jalen Brown, I mean, this year has come out as a pretty solid hybrid defender. Yeah. But I can... can I can totally see us, you know, coming back. I just think the series is just in a Miami swing right now. But yeah. I, I definitely think we can bring it back. Yeah. Because um, we have we have such a good team. Like I love most this talented team. roster, the most talented starting five in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. That's I think that's fact. Yeah, I would say so. Talent wise, yeah. Um, but yeah, and we have we have some dogs like Marcus. I'm so glad we have Marcus Smart because I would hate <laughs> playing against him. Yeah. Well. So glad that he's on our team. But. Yeah. How about this? How about this Marcus Smart stuff? You've heard about the 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 locker room altercation after yeah. the game between Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown yeah. and the rest of the team. Basically, mm-hmm. like apparently it was really intense. Yeah. How, as as a Celtics fan yourself, how do you see that in light of what's going on on the court? And in this series, they're yeah. down 2 nothing. Do you think that's like a good thing? Like light a fire under the butt? Yeah. Or is this like a, oh boy, we got some discord here. This is a problem. Yeah, I think... It can go either way. Yeah, I think it can go either way. I think conflict within a team is is healthy. Like just in any kind of part of life. I think conflict can help, help the team grow. Um, and I think, yeah, we should be frustrated. Because we gave up a pretty big lead. I don't know how much we were up by like 14, 15, something like that. Right. You know, we should not be... Yeah, I believe heading into halftime, you guys, the Celtics were up by that much. Yeah, so we should not be blowing leads like that. And yeah, I can totally understand the frustration. And I think this Celtics team is definitely meant to to stick together. Like, they're like a great group of guys. They seem like really close with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, I have like a lot of faith in Brad Stevens. Like, I still think he's like one of the top, like, three coaches in the NBA. Yeah, would agree. In my, in my opinion. Top five for sure. Yeah. And then it's like, I think we got to talk. I think Nick Nurse is the best in the league. Yeah. Pop still deserves a show. Yeah. I could throw in Billy Donovan. 
Yeah, Billy Donovan had yeah. a great year. Yeah. I mean, we have to talk about... Mike D'Antoni. Um, I'm just kidding. No. Uh, I don't think D'Antoni's a bad coach. Well, though. I could throw in Spolstra as well. Yeah, that's I who say, I was going to say. I would, Spol- I would say Stevens is a top five coach, but he's not five. No. For me. Yeah, I, I think I think Stevens could very well be the second best coach in the league. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, I think with this team, like, I think when they're, like, at their best, like, they play so fluid. And they're such a fun team to watch, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not too concerned about, about this conflict, this fight. I think they'll be able to resolve it, and then hopefully they'll, they'll be able to show up in the next game, right. game three. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really scared of this Miami team, as anyone should be. I mean, they took down the Bucks with ease, um, but I also think we were better matched up against the Heat than the Bucks yeah. as well. Um, just being able to have the switches, and I think we're just a bit bigger than the Bucks. I mean, they have Giannis and stuff, but overall, I'd say we have on both sides of the court. I think we're better matched up for Miami. I think. I think the well. I mean, the Celtics have a pretty small starting five if you think about it, because Smart, Tatum, Kemba. Tatum. I think Tatum's their second biggest guy on that starting five. Kemba's tiny. Yeah. Tice is like just a big man. Yeah. But. I I'd say that's a pretty small starting five. Yeah, I and I think at the end of the at the end of the day, like I think if I hate saying this, but even if we do lose to Miami, I I'm really glad. Of, like I think we accomplished a lot this season. Right. And I think there will definitely be like a bit of like chip on their shoulders. Hundred um, percent. And like I, this is a team that could very well win a ring in the next five years. Yeah. I and wouldn't I, be surprised. Yeah. If anything, I think they might have the best chance. Yeah, I think I think them and the Nuggets are next up. Yeah, the Nuggets are an interesting team. Yeah. Um, should we talk about that? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Path- pathetic is the first word that comes into my mind when I think of the LA Clippers. Fun on guy. This. Fun guy. What that team lacked so much, and that became so apparent down the stretch. And I regret not being able to see this because I should have seen it coming. There's no gas. There is no. There's no leadership. On that LA Clippers roster. No. My goodness. Why, 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 in the fourth quarter of game seven, you're about to blow a 3-1 lead. Yeah. Like, why, why is Montrez Harrell, why are Montrez Harrell and Pat Barrett the only two guys who look like they care? I watched this, I, I only got to watch the second half. I watched the first mm-hmm. half later. Yeah. It was pathetic. Yeah. Paul George, Kawhi, it's like to a certain extent, you guys just don't look like you care. And you're about to lose this series. And in a certain, like, Kawhi has been talked about as the best playoff guy in the league. And there is a good chance I would have told you that I agree with that take. But in the face of adversity, I don't really like his chances. I don't. Yeah. He's not, he's not, like, he, he is a robot. <laughs> like he's always working at the same pace. There's got to be something more when you are down. Yeah. That did not look like a high stakes team. No. There at all. And there's gonna be a, there's gonna have to be a shift in mentality in Clipperland right now. Yeah. Um. First of all, I would like to apologize to Sam Park. Yeah. Sorry, Sam. Um. Man, this I knew this Denver this Denver team. Is was the dark horse of the playoffs, 
for I me. didn't. I didn't. I don't. I, I wouldn't say that. Like I was yeah. really low on Denver yeah, in, this, okay. in this playoffs, and I've I've like basically told that to Sam yeah. because I didn't expect Jamal Murray to like this is this is the first we've seen of Jamal Murray as being a. It's like oh, he is a number two. Yeah. Like, and in some games he's a number one, and yeah. when he plays well, that Nuggets team is scary. Yeah. And. That's something the, the Lakers are going to have to watch out for. And that's going to yeah. be an interesting series. But yeah, Sam, huge, huge shout out to you. Man. Yeah. Um, I apologize for that. I said Clippers in five. I think I and said it six. Been, it would have been. Yeah. Like Because I know I said Clippers in five. And it would have been if Clippers I think majority of like, people are saying it should have been too. Yeah. And there is an argument for that. But I think this series proved the harder working team won. They, like, I think Nuggets at the end of the day, they wanted it more. Um, and yeah. that's that's how it was perceived on the court, and yeah, this Nuggets team is just it, it's awesome. Like I mean, <laughs> Jokic just picking apart. Oh yeah, that offense in Game Seven was just like it was like eye candy, man. Mm-hmm. Like always, like he made like like the right decision like a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, it was awesome to see. And this Jokic and Davis matchup. It's going to be interesting. I'm excited I'm for here it. for it. Yeah. This is going to be a fun series. Yeah. Because, I mean, this past season, the Clippers and, I mean, sorry, the Lakers and Nuggets have had actually really exciting games, too. Yeah. So, this is this is a must-watch series, in my opinion. Totally. I think this is going to be a, a really underrated, like, we could look back at this series and be like, no one expected this series to be that good because obviously everyone's going to be favoring the Lakers. Yeah. But I think the Nuggets got a lot of fight in them, man. I was checking out yeah. uh, some betting odds and the spread set at like seven or eight points in favor of the Lakers, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, that could I wouldn't be surprised if, the, if these games go to OT. Yeah. Like, don't be surprised. This For Lakers sure. team, that's the thing we've had this year. We've all, this whole season, we've always been saying Bucks, Clippers, Lakers are by far the front runners. Looking at that like Lakers roster, I'm like, man, where 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 is this like best team narrative coming from? Yeah. Obviously you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Yeah. That's like we can but once we knock those two out, the supporting cast is not even close to what we've seen on good teams. Yeah. The the wealth is far more spread in the NBA this season that it's been in a while. Yeah. Like, it's been a long time since we've had, like... Like, I... This is still anyone's game. I think any one of these four teams could win the NBA championship. Yeah. Celtics included, even though they're down 2-0. Yeah. So, this is... This is... This has been a really fun playoffs. I agree. There's there's a lot of parity this year, and I'm digging it. I think... I honestly... Like, I was just thinking... I think the bubble itself could have something to do with it. I like, think so too, but at the end of the day, I'm still like, I, I'm still believing this is normal. That's that's what I'm I'm holding on to that. Because it is normal now. The bubble is normal. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, it's so like incredible to watch, especially like the Nuggets. I mean, and also, I was talking with Paul Curtis a few days ago, and he gave a really good take on the Clippers, and he said, "I don't see the Clippers making it." out of the conference at the minimum because lack of team chemistry. And I was like, that's, yeah, that's they, fair. They never got to play together. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a really good take. Because um, for me, it's just like, oh, they had like the best team. Therefore. I think on paper they did. Yeah. 
They, I they agree. very well could have had the best team on paper besides the 76ers. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> but that 76ers kind of blew up in their face. And yeah, now... as they as as expected. Yeah. Like, I think we all saw it coming. But... Yeah, and now the Clippers are going to have to have, like, a major shake. I think they're kind of like the Barcelona of the basketball world right now. They have this uber-stacked team, and it's just at the top where I think things need to be changed. Like, I think Doc Rivers just signed his death warrant. You think so? I, I, I don't think, think that I don't think they let go of Doc. I would. You think so? I would. Why? Yeah. I think I just think Doc is so notorious and he's in a position where it's like, well, we can't fire Doc Rivers because he's Doc Rivers. Yeah. I think they're gonna ride it out with Doc Rivers. And yeah, I don't because I, th- I just like I love Doc and he led us to that champ led us to two finals. But he's yeah. also blown two three one leads. This is his third one. Yeah, and it's that's been in his repertoire, and I don't think he made the best, the smartest coaching decisions in the series. Uh-huh. And I don't know. I would, because ha- if anything, like the Clippers are going to be screwed if uh, Kawhi and George decide to opt out of their play yeah. options. Yeah. And uh, I think George is probably more likely than Kawhi because Kawhi's at home. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you lose one of those guys. You traded away your entire, like, picks. Like, your all your picks until, like, 2027. Yeah. And so I think you have to take the risk. Because it obviously didn't work out this year. There's, yeah, like, that trade looks bad now. Yeah. Yeah. Because playoff P is playoff B for bad. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I think that's all we got to say mm-hmm. about NBA. We're going to take another quick break, and then we will be back for our new segment... The $1 Parlay. Adding on to the sports podcast, Mars Hill Newspaper is now expanding their influence in the podcasting world. Alongside the sports podcast, we are now rolling out two more coming soon. Hosted by Emma Dykstra and Grace Giesbrecht, Mars Hill presents From the Top, a news podcast that will keep you up to date with Canadian and world news. It doesn't stop there, though, as Mars Hill is also rolling out an arts and culture podcast hosted by Carter Sawatsky and Liv Walton. The Pop Cult will be covering major news and theory within the world of pop culture. Stay tuned for release dates on our new podcasts. And now, back to the episode. It's time for a new segment. We're going to start doing this uh, in times of Fun sports. We'll call it fun sports. And of course, NFL is back. So we are going to start doing this segment called the $1 Parlay. I'm going to put $1 down in a NFL parlay that includes every single game of week two, besides mm-hmm. the uh, last night's game between the Browns and the Bengals, where I would have taken the Browns spread. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're going to go buy spreads here. First game, Falcons-Cowboys. We're, we're coming out hot with this one. Uh, the spread is uh, Cowboys favored four and a half. Four and a half points. So I want to hear your opinion first. If I'm going to be completely honest with you, I, I kind of like... I think this Falcons team is a bit frisky. Yeah. I think the Seahawks are a lot better than the Cowboys. Miles better. The Cowboys yeah. are just notorious for <laughs> blowing things. I kind of like the Falcons at four and a half. How do you feel? 
Um, you know what? I'm going to take the Cowboys. You you like Cowboys? Yeah, I'll take the. I think they'll be able to bounce back. Okay. From... You think they're gonna? You think they're gonna beat the Falcons by five points? I could see this being a really close game. I yeah. could see it being a field goal kind of game. Yeah, I would say like Cowboys by three or something. Cowboys by three. Okay, so we're gonna take the Falcons spread at four and a half. That is the first entry into the one dollar parlay. Game two, Bills uh, at Dolphins. This is gonna be a blowout. Yeah. Bills are only favored by six. I know they don't have the most high-powered offense, but it is the Miami Dolphins at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. I do not see any Fitz magic happening here. I would love to see some Tua time. Maybe yeah. not against the Bills because I want to see him excel, and that is a good defense. Yeah. Are you are are, are we on board for Bills at I'm six? I'm taking Bills. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. That's a spread. That is that is number two, number three, Panthers at. Tampa Bay, Panthers are sorry. Bucks are favored by ten points here. That's a big spread. Yeah, this could be a blowout. I I could see it being a bit of a blowout. The Panthers are bad. Yeah. I don't know how much are you riding. Like, are you are you confident in this Bucks team? <laughs> Honestly, I kind of see them as like. Like when, I think like, they're Cle- just going to be a nine. I think they're going to be a nine and seven, ten and six kind of yeah, team. I they're going to snatch up a wild card spot possibly. Yeah, because you know how like the Cleveland Browns acquired Landry and Beckham, and now they got Hunt yeah, yeah, yeah. and all these guys. I feel like the Buccaneers are going to be like that. You think so? Yeah, but it is Tom Brady, not Baker it Mayfield. Is. There, that is true, and I think. But also, Brady is notorious for having great like comeback games. Like, yeah, when he plays, yeah, one week he'll bounce back. But I can totally see the Buccaneers. You think they're uh, going to clear the spread? I think, yeah. I think so. Okay, I could see this being a blowout too. We're going to yeah. hammer that. Yeah, but I agree with your prediction about the Bucks record. I think it's going to be like a 9-7. and seven. Like, yeah. they're going to be in the wild card hunt. I think yeah. the Saints got that division on lock. Oh, totally. the, they, they might, yeah. I think they have the best roster maybe in the NFC. I'll say the NFC to be That's safe. a good shot. I yeah. agree with you. Yeah. yeah, and I would have said that last year too. I yeah. actually had them to win the Super Bowl last, last year. year. So, mm. um, Broncos at Steelers. Steelers favored by 7. The Steelers looked good that, good last week. I have Juju yeah. for fantasy. Oh, nice. He popped off. He had like yeah. 25 points. Nice. And I was anticipating a bounce back here. And I do think, I do actually really like Juju I this love Juju. season. Big Ben being back. They yeah. have a connection. Totally. Broncos. I did like Jerry Judy, mm-hmm. their first round pick from uh, this past season. I think I think there's a bit of, I, I, I think... Judy is fun. This Broncos team, though, for me, I'm like they're not. There, there isn't anything special going on. Yeah, and that's what's kind of scary. Melvin Gordon's a pretty good running back. He's like a, like he's on A tier, might be top of B tier kind of guy mm-hmm. for like starting running backs in the NFL. Like he's good, very solid. Yeah, not great though. I do like the Steelers roster a lot more. Totally, I like the Big Ben return. He's yeah. looked good. Yeah. Um, the fact that the Steelers were able to play good football last season with the quarterbacks that they had to deal with, hundred yeah. percent. I think Big Ben steps in, makes a big difference. We yeah. saw that last week. I expect to see it this week. Yeah. Do you like Steelers at seven though? The Broncos did keep it close with the Titans. I think. I do think the the Steelers are better than the Titans. Yeah, me too. Like I far would, better. I would take the Steelers on the spread. Steelers. Okay, Steelers spread. We're going pretty heavy on uh, favorite spreads here. Yeah. So, uh, Jaguars, Titans. Uh, Titans favored seven and a half. 
What do you like? Mm hmm. Titans are favored. Titans are favored. Okay, who's at home? Uh, the Titans. Titans. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Jags. You're gonna take the Jags. Yeah. Why? Explain. Uh, I think this Titans team is gonna fall. Like, I don't think they're gonna fall off the map. But no. don't be surprised if they like don't snatch up a wild card spot or they don't yeah. win the division this year. Yeah, I. They yeah. do play in a pretty weak division though. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Just for the fact, I'll switch things up and go against the grain a bit here, because um, the Jaguars did well. I mean, they beat the Colts, and the Colts are kind of an interesting team this year. I think. Yeah. Um, like I don't know too much about the Colts and what they're about, but Philip Rivers, baby. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, Colts are a pretty bad. They're they're just like. Not a great defensive team. Yeah. They have some solid offense, offensive weapons, but yeah. like, like the Colts aren't going to blow anyone away. Yeah. They're going to be kind of in the hunt yeah. the whole time. But don't be surprised if they go seven and nine. Yeah, so, I think. No, I think the Jaguars can pick up. I can see them like splitting. You think? You think they're going to split? Yeah. Like eight and eight kind of thing. Yeah. No. So I mean, like between the Jaguars and Titans, like if they play each other twice, I think really both win. Huh. Um, so I'll pick the Jags this time. You're taking Jags. Yeah, okay, you I know think what? it'll be really close. We'll throw though. it we'll throw it on the one dollar parlay just yeah. cuz. Yeah. Um Lions at Packers, Packers favored by six and a half. I love this Packers spread. Yeah. That's this is criminal. Yeah. The Lions are bad bad. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> um, agree. I mean, the offensive weapons are really are are kind of hit or miss. On the lines, I think mm-hmm. Matt Stafford's a great QB. Yeah. What else does he have around him? Marvin Jones, pretty good wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Other than that, Not I don't like lot. I don't like this Lions team. Yeah. Horrible defense. Yeah. And I think the Packers are going to have a bit of a heyday here. I agree. I would take the Packers. Okay. Six and a half spread. That is down the hatch. Uh, this is a fun one. Rams, Eagles. Ram, <laughs> uh, Eagles are favored by one point here. Money line is closed on this. I like the Rams. I do too. I, I really like the Rams yeah. here. I think this is going to be a close game. We also just saw the Eagles lose to the Washington football team last week. <laughs> that is that is embarrassing. Rams, uh, they they took the Cowboys. Yeah. And obviously it's the Cowboys. You never know what you're getting with them. But I think this is going to be a bounce back year for them. Like I wouldn't be that yeah. surprised if they end up winning that division. Even though my beloved Seahawks could be yeah. in trouble really? with that. Okay. I, I do think the the Rams are going to bounce back. Sean McVay is a good coach. Yeah, he is. They have some solid defensive options. Yeah. Aaron Donald, best D-line player in the NFL. 100% agree. Yeah. Um, Jared Goff, I think. Jared Goff he's, is solid. Yeah, I think he's a sound quarterback as he's well. He's sound. Yeah. yeah. Your textbook sound quarterback. Yeah. He's in like the Kirk Cousins category of like, <laughs> he's so sound. Yeah. His 20, 20 yard range. He's, uh, he's great. Yeah. But <laughs> there's just nothing like special yeah. kind of thing. And uh, yeah, I think I like, I think I like the, the wide receiver options too. Cooper mm-hmm. cup. Yeah. Um, True. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think we're, I think we're riding Rams on yeah. this uh, next one. We only got a couple more, couple more games to work with here. Vikings at Colts. Vikings are the underdog here. Interesting. Yes. Uh, Colts are favored by three points. I do like this Vikings uh, spread here. Yeah. Yeah. I, they have so many good offensive weapons. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think people are underestimating Green Bay. 
because Green Bay is Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Yep. They have so many offensive weapons, and that was a bit of a shootout last week that the Packers and Vikings had. Yeah. But this Colts team is nothing to be impressed by, and I yeah. think the Vikings have a lot more. Uh, they have a lot higher of a ceiling. For sure. So I'm going to hit Vikings plus three. Yeah. Giants Bears. This is probably the 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 poo bowl of the week. <laughs> this is an ugly game. <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully the, Saquon can bounce back. I mean, I mean that O line is so horrible. I yeah. feel so bad for him. And I, when I was watching last night, Joe Mixon is just struggling in Cincinnati because it's just like he has no O line. Look yeah. at like some of these times Joe Burrow, who did look actually really good last yeah. night. I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, Burrow, Burrow kind of just gets shafted. Like, the amount of times that O-line just can't muster any help for their their backfield yeah. is just pathetic. And uh, Bears are favored 5.5 against the Giants. You never know what you're getting with the Bears. But I actually, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bears can clear that spread. Yeah. Um, the Giants are nothing, really. Like, Daniel Jones is okay. I mm-hmm. think he's actually, like, decent, but he's yeah. not special. Saquon's the yeah. second best running back in the NFL, mm-hmm. but I don't know how I feel about everything else that's going on in New York. Yeah. Um, I'm comfortable with taking the Bears okay. as well. Bears five and a half. Yeah. 49ers at Jets. 49ers. Um, 49ers favored by seven. Still, I mean, they do have to fly. That's not the, the most high-powered offense no, in San mis- Fran. They're still missing Kittle. They are missing Kittle, well. which will be a bit. That's going to be hard this yeah. week. But at the end of the day, we are talking New York Jets. Right. They are bad. <laughs> yeah. Sam Darnold yeah. is like the eternal, like, he's going to be really good. He just needs weapons around him. He doesn't have weapons around him. He's not bad, but... True. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not I'm not huge on Sorry, what's on the spread Sam again? Seven. I think I take I think I'd take 49ers here. I would take 49ers. I'm not honestly I'm not the most comfortable with the spread just because San Fran are still missing a few pieces. Yeah. Like due to injury, but yeah, I I can still totally see San Fran coming out yeah. with this. Um uh for Washington football team at Arizona Cardinals, Cardinals favored by 7. The yeah. Cardinals did knock off the 49ers last yeah. week and that offense looks frisky. Yeah, Kyler Murray could and, have a come up this year. Like he could be, I think he's going to be an MVP candidate. He looks really, good. Yeah, he looks yeah. good. Uh, he I think I think he could slide into that like number three spot from like quarterback perception. Yeah, because I think it's pretty obvious that Russ, Lamar Jackson, and obviously Pat Mahomes are like the big three. Don't be surprised if he slides into that top five this yeah. year. Yeah, no, I would. He's agree. got wide receivers to work with too. Yeah, DeAndre finally. Hopkins, mm. and Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, Fitz Fitz so. is old. Yeah, um, but I do like the cards here. I do too. Yeah. I like I like them at that spread. This uh, the the West, the NFC West will be really. That's going to be an a fun division. division. Yeah. 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 Maximum selections already made, so maybe we'll just we'll keep it there. Sounds good. We'll keep it there. Yeah. Uh, we got we got places to be. Yeah. So, 
our our odds are 672.9 to 1. Putting one dollar down, we make six hundred seventy-two dollars. We'll we split the profit if we win this. We're gonna be doing this every week. Thank you for joining the Mars Hill Sports Podcast. I don't even know what episode it is. Is this forty-six? Uh, let me check quickly. I think so. Yeah, last Beautiful. one was the Mario Valatelli. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, bet placed. We're nice. gonna be rich. What are we doing? We gotta have a party if we hit one of these one-dollar parlays. Yeah. Maybe a cookie dough party. True. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, also, this is the Aaron Baines episode. This is the <laughs> Aaron Number Baines. 46. Shout out Aaron Baines. Yeah. That is a steak of a man right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's our $1 parlay. And we are excited to win this. Because yeah. we're going to win this week. Hell, we're going we're gonna to win every week. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, thank you for listening. We had a lot of fun with you guys. And that's going to wrap up episode Aaron Baines of the Marcel Sports Podcast. Bye-bye for now. See you later.